0: hey everybody welcome back to nine four radio this is office visits uh today i've got laura karoon with tribe in the office and um we're gonna chat about honestly we're gonna chat about tribe um i i'm interested in it i don't know a on about it and we're gonna find that on this episode and um I, from what i can gather it's setting up a, a workplace that fully supports like the entire human being, not just the employee, which I think needs to be highlighted, and it 100% needs to be um, to be announced and shouted from the rooftops. So, Laura, thank you for joining. Um, I did see when we last left, you were in that like moving into Tribe, and it's it's kind of like li- looking at a silhouette of what you imagined your. Um, position would be, and I, I read your bio, and it was long and lengthy. And I imagine now you're starting to like embody what those words meant. So, like, give us an update on where you're at, um, what you've been doing for the last six weeks ish since we last chit chatted. Hey,
1: Sarah, uh, thank you for the intro. It's been a bit of a whirlwind starting a new job in a new new industry, kind of a new path for me. So it's been really really exciting and a lot of like, I don't know, self-discovery and self-awareness and all those things that are fun to do, but also kind of scary Uh, (laughs) and also like super necessary when you're starting something new. So I am director of culture and growth at TRIVE. And like you said, we really care about making work great. We care about Uh, the individual. We care about the culture. How do we work together? Um, How do we make the work experience a place that is positive and fulfilling and feels rewarding and good? Uh, So there's a lot of different factors that go into that.
0: I can imagine. Um, And I imagine that because you do um, primarily, primarily uh, like facilitating training and is that in like consulting, would you say that's pretty fair of, of your, your um, offerings?
1: Yes. So we work with organizations um, and teams, executive leadership, um, really working on that, that teamwork, uh, team building, um, awareness of, of self and the team. So we do coaching, consulting, uh, and then facilitating. So a big piece of what um, I've been working on is training for these facilitations. And actually this morning I completed my certification exam. So I'm yeah. everything DISC certified facilitator now, which is uh, sounds like a mouthful, but it's very exciting uh, for me. So I'm, I've been learning a lot about DISC as a tool and as a platform and I think it's something that people are, have some familiarity with and maybe have used in past workplaces or current workplaces. Um, and it's something that I'm really excited to dive into and and help people through using this as, you know, one of many tools.
0: So without like pulling back the curtain too far, can you give me a brief, because I, I've, I know about it, but I don't know a ton about about DISC. So could you just give us like the... 30,000 foot view, um, like not necessarily any proprietary content that you would use (laughs) for your consulting. I don't want to like a a super free coaching session, but I think it'd be super helpful for just our audience and just me as a human being to, to know more about it. So I, I can, uh, speak more intelligently about it, I guess.
1: Yeah. So a disc is a assessment tool. So you get to take a test. It's kind of like a a quiz about you and your style. So ways that you interact with world, things that are your priorities in work, ways that you communicate, all of those things. So you get to go online and, and take this, this quiz, which quizzes are always fun, especially when you get to talk about yourself. Um, and then you find out which style are you. And there's, there's four main categories in the, in the disc. So there's D for dominance, there's I for influence, S for steadiness, and C for conscientiousness. And then within each of these styles, there's kind of sub-styles. So some people maybe lean more a DI or an SC. So they kind of lean a little bit towards two of the categories. And then through this, we get to build some self-awareness. So looking at your style, looking at the ways that you work, the ways that you prefer to work, um, things that are important to you in work and the ways that you, in in your relationships with your your coworkers or with the people around you. So we get to really take a look at, okay, who are we? How do we interact? How do we behave? And then also use that when we're thinking about other people that we work with. So I have a D style and I, if I know my coworker is an S style, I can kind of gather some um, ideas about how they might like to work. Um, and then use that in our relationship together. So uh, for me, I am a D uh, and D's are notoriously known for kind of wanting to move ahead quickly and just like make fast decisions and take charge. Um, And once we've got a decision made, like we're ready to go with it, ready to roll and move on to the next thing. Well, I might work with a C who is in the conscientiousness uh, category, and Cs like to gather all of the information. They want to have all that information in front of them before making a decision or before really getting on board with something. So as a D, I need to go, okay, my coworker who's a C, they want all the information. They don't want me just to say, yeah, I've got it, and that's all. Like, they want to know, okay, I've got it, and here's why, and here's all the information I used to get there. Um, So that's just one example of ways that this can be really helpful in work relationships. And especially when we are going through conflict or or challenging times with people.
0: That leads me to a whole host of questions. I got (laughs) to pick, I got to, I got to kind of pick which one that uh, that I want to go with. So has i want to start with like the idea of labels right um and does i guess have you in your training and 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 maybe maybe yes maybe no and it doesn't have to be disc i guess necessarily but in your have you ever run into a person who took an assessment and they're like wow i don't want to be this you know and like wow this is uh," (laughs) a," because like personally i was thinking about like god i don't if i was like dominant, I don't know if I would want to be that, you know, like I, um, I, are there, I would imagine for everything, there are toxic traits and there are like pros and cons to both, right? Um, Is uh, like, is there a way to unlearn like destructive behaviors that would make you would it be a different, I can't imagine there's like good and bad of anything, but um, are there ways to like, with that self uh, that, that awareness of like, okay, I'm a dominance, right? Okay, these are the, the obstacles and the, the potential like pitfalls, toxic traits, whatever you wanna call them, of this thing that I need to be mindful of because generally speaking, my category is not necessarily going to change. Is that true?
1: Yeah, so two of kind of like the big things that um, we need to know anytime we're working with DISC is like there is not one style that is better than another. They're all equally good. And then also everyone has a part of each of the four styles. So everyone is a composite of all of the styles. And people just have tendencies that maybe put them in more in one category than another. and another thing you think about, you know, when you're, it, if it's DISC or if it's Enneagram or, you know, finder, whatever it is, just because you have a certain style doesn't mean you get to use that as an excuse for bad behavior or for a certain type of behavior. Uh, we don't get to use it as an excuse or a crutch. Um, it's just a way to help us understand ourselves and others a little bit better. And, you know, I, <laughs> I, I love doing these personality kind of quizzes or like figuring out what what my types are. Um, and, you know, as I've worked with friends and family and, and clients, there's always someone who's like, oh, I feel like I got the bad one. Well, there's no bad one and you shouldn't feel bad about having any of the styles. They're all good. And there's some really uh, incredible benefits to each of them. And especially when we're thinking about work, we want to have... A variety, and we want to have diversity in styles, so that we can help each other think through and work through complicated situations. Um, so, yeah, I mean, none of them are better than others. I I was just having a conversation this week with my um, my partner, where you know, I am a, a D in disc, which is dominant, and the other styles tend to not always think favorably about the D style because we're bold. Um, and sometimes domineering. And then I'm also an Enneagram. I'm an eight, which is kind of the other <laughs> similar to a D <laughs> in disc or an Enneagram eight is kind of that like bold domineering type. Um, I'm like, I feel like I'm the worst. of both of these types are the ones that like people <laughs> don't like. Um, but really, I mean, that's not that's not how we should frame it it's it's because here are the strengths that i have and i don't you know just because i have a d style doesn't mean that i fit into everything that d's are known for or uh all of those characteristics um and at at different times of you know your your life or different days you act in different ways Um, so sometimes we're going to have some of those more toxic traits or like lesser desired traits. Um, and some days, uh, we're going to have some really incredible strengths that come out of our styles. Um, so it's a little bit of a give and take and it's you got to look at the whole picture, not just, you know, get really nitpicky on one, one kind of, uh, aspect of it.
0: That makes sense. And I really like what you said that, um, you don't get to use it as an excuse for poor behavior. Um, And so the other piece I wanted to talk about is, uh, is in, in working as a team. So like you, like the, the example you gave is if you're a a D, you know, you're a D and you're, you're working with a C it's how do I present the information that I have to them in the way that they're going to receive it the best. Right. So it's like treating others how they want to be treated, not necessarily how I want to be treated. Um, is that that's that's fair
1: absolutely because that's something that we're learning is that you know it's it's not just that golden rule treat people how you want to be treated it's really treat them how they want to be treated um and that's going to help your relationship i mean you think about in any relationship in your life um you know we talk about love languages or you know ways that our significant others want to be treated let's say they really love you know, hamburgers and you hate hamburgers. Well, on their birthday, you're probably going to make them hamburgers, even though you don't like them. So you wouldn't like it if someone made you hamburgers on your birthday, but they really want it. So it's like, it's some it's easy things that we do all the time. We're just not really thinking about it. And this is a way that we can think about, you know, kind of stretching that a little bit to the workplace. What is it that they like, um, ways that they want to be treated there that relate to how we work
0: and how we engage and um, you know, work
1: on projects and things together.
0: Oh, that's, that's incredibly helpful. I have found, uh, so like even in my, um, so I'm in a professional development cohort for movement coaches. And one of the first things that they, we go over, it's, um, it's very similar. It's called it, we call it a quad chart and it's, it's different labels, but they're, it's very, it's very in this ilk, right. It's very disc, um. And I can see like the labels matching kind of what I've gone through. And it is for that sole purpose of finding out how they want to be treated and not in like a manipulative sense, in right. like a wholly genuine, because I care about this person, I'm going to give them information in a way that like they can hear it or that they, like, they can receive it or whatever. And thats mm-hmm. that's been such a game changer as, as, a, like, as a coach, right? um you would like most people would think like i don't you just write good programming and get people get people fit right well it's, that's really not the case it's it it's 90% of the 90% of my interactions are not about are not data driven it is like take the temperature of the room where is this person at hot like how do i fit the how do i fit the the, the inputs into like what's available, right. So that we can make progress and get down, like get down the path to our goal. And it sounds very similar, like this disc training, just this awareness, right. That it exists, um, for, for a team when it comes to conflict resolution, um, is huge. I have been, it's like, no, um, it's no, um, like big surprise, I guess, to my audience that's been with me on this road, but I've, I've made more progress in like interpersonal skills. I hate the fact that they're called soft skills because they are the most difficult things to like integrate into our system. But like these, these interpersonal skills are for some, like for me, um, they were, they were very difficult, but they're the thing that unlock, all of the richness in like life, right? And no one wants to go to work and be a robot. And when I was in the military and when I was a coach, I, I found myself like out like, in the military, it was really easy to be a robot and, and to just like data-driven, this is what we're doing, this is on the training plan, this is what's up, right? But the, the best leaders that I ever had could, could take the temperature of a room and, and give feedback or give instruction to 12 different people in 12 different ways. Mm -hmm. And so, and even when conflict arose, okay, how we're going to diffuse conflict in different in, in, in a lot of different ways. It's almost, um, I, for better, for worse, um, I look at conflict and potential conflict, like walking around in a, in a minefield and, it seems that doing this kind of training like doing so the quad training and alp and then like the disc training and and enneagram and all that they're all just designed to give people the tools to diffuse bombs better and diffuse like various different bombs right so when i was in when i was in the military uh I literally relied on being tactically preferred like technically proficient at my job. Right. So that like, I could, I could diffuse the bomb with like, I'm just undeniably good at my job because this checklist said so that doesn't work forever. <laughs> right. Like I, that didn't work forever for me. And so if I had the tools to diffuse you've not even conflict, just friction, right? People rubbing up on each other. Like there, there's always going to be friction. And especially like on high-performing teams, like iron sharpens iron through friction, right? So tell me about, tell me about uh, like what you go into for conflict resolution, because as a, a life, lifelong upper Midwest um, Norwegian, I don't like it at all i've done everything in my life to try to avoid it and and i never know when it's over right so i'm always like i'm either the person that like completely avoids it and avoids all the the area around that bomb that i know it exists um or when it goes off i'm like well that's just gone forever i guess you know that's just that's blown up tell me about tell me about conflict resolution because this is super important not like for me just i'm gonna be selfish and and take this time and be like talk, talk to me about conflict resolution
1: well i think i think the hardest part about conflict conflict resolution is that it makes you take a deeper look at yourself and how you're behaving so i think you know the 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 best reason to do, to use something like DISC or any of these kind of tools in conflict resolution is because you need to become self-aware in what are you contributing to this situation? Because we can't control how other people react. We can control how we react though um, and what we do. So looking at, okay, what are my, like, what are my goals? What are my hangups here? Like, why are we having this friction happening um and if you can take a good look at yourself and go you know what i really double down on this thing because i'm not confident that i have all the information or i don't feel like i maybe have all the abilities so i'm kind of pushing it on someone else or i'm really nervous about how this is going to impact me and my career. So I'm pushing something forward and as hard as I can, even though, you know, the person I'm working with isn't ready. All of those kinds of things um, really help you take a look at, okay, what is really driving this situation? And nobody wants to take a look at themselves and realize that they are to blame for it. We always want to like put blame on external factors or other people and be like, oh, well, if they only did this, then everything would be easier. So first, taking a look at what are we contributing, and then understanding where is this other person coming from. What are their goals? Uh, what is their you know resistance? How are they looking at this? What is their what is their lens like? What are they trying to get out of it? What is what is motivating them? Is it it's what kinds of fear do they have involved in this situation? What are they worried about? Um, and how, why are we butting heads on it? Um, I think having all of that information helps to diffuse those bombs and seeing in the other person, not as an opponent, but as another human being trying to work on the same situation with you together. Um, but that's the hard work. Like you said, soft skills are not, they're not easy. They're hard.
0: Yeah. What? So I would imagine like one of your superpowers as an an Enneagram eight and a dominance is introducing elephants in the room, right? (laughs) Initiating difficult conversations. And it's like, how do you, how would you coach somebody who is either like steadiness or um, who uh, one of the, one of the, um, Types that isn't comfortable always doing that. How how would you coach them up into embodying that? Because it's not just like, well, we got to wait for a deal to show up before anybody talks about how there's spilled milk on the floor, you know? Um, because like you said, it's it's not always. I, I speak like speaking for myself. I oftentimes like I'm super hard on myself when I make a mistake, and I've gotten like. Gotten better about that, but for the longest time, I won't like even, as and even right now, I guess, like I won't bring up, um, if some like I won't bring up uh, if something's wrong unless it's like vital, um, because I picture they will receive the feedback from me. The way that I the way that I receive feedback, which is like, oh, I messed it up. I'm an awful person. Like this is the worst thing ever. So they're not like everyone can identify there's a con like there's a problem right somebody spilled the milk right and no one did it intentionally for them probably for the most part but how how would you coach up um someone who's just like not uh, uh initiating a difficult conversation native into like at least getting more comfortable with that idea or maybe like finding ways to get like get practice reps in
1: yeah so one kind of like simple way that relates to this that I've already been hearing a lot from coaching clients is folks who are a C or an S having a hard time speaking up in meetings because they're often not the loudest. So an S, you know, kind of they typically don't want to hurt other people's feelings. They want there to be harmony. They want there to be peace. They want everyone to be included. Um, And then a C They don't want to be wrong, so for either of those two types, you know, they often won't speak up in a meeting until they, you know, know for sure that they're not going to hurt someone's feelings, which is you know kind of impossible, or that they're sure that they're they're going to say everything perfectly and how they want it to be, and so something, you know, this is kind of a way to kind of tiptoe into getting into conflict <laughs> and really talking in those kinds of situations, just in a typical meeting. Um not waiting for there to be a lull, not waiting to be asked what they think. Um working on forming something to say without having it to without needing it to be perfect. Like I, you know, I just told somebody like don't worry about it being the exact right thing that you want to say don't worry about needing tons of time to like gather all of your points and make sure everything sounds beautiful as you say it like because you know that 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 D or that I in the group that's talking. They haven't probably done that they're just saying things as they come to them because they want to contribute. Um, so their ideas may not be fully formed either. So it's okay if you come to the table with something that's also not totally formed because you want to talk about it in the group. You want everybody to be able to contribute and say like, hey, that's a great start of an idea. What if we added this? Or um, I like where you're going with that, but how about if we tweaked it a little bit this way? So rather than sitting back and saying nothing and later on going, oh, I wish I said something and then you stewing about it and going, oh, do I send an email? Like, is that embarrassing if I say it now and I should have said it in the meeting? Like, just save yourself all that and just insert yourself in that conversation. Even if you have to preface it by saying like, hey, I just thought of this now, but what if? Or, you know, I haven't totally fully formed this idea, but I want to get your take on it. Um, That's a great way to start where you don't have to, you know, <laughs> You can you know, kind of preface that so people know, oh, I don't have all the answers yet or I haven't thought about this super long, um, but at least you're getting that idea out there because like I said before, we need all of these styles. We need everybody to bring their diverse um, experience, experience and viewpoints to the table in order for making the best decisions and creating the coolest new products or
0: services. Would you say that uh, it's, with those, uh, like the S's and the C's that don't, uh, you know, they're a little bit more reserved or like they, they have, would you say that they're perceiving the world from their perspective? Like they're, they're not fully, and it would be helpful. Like with your coaching, it's helpful to remind them like, Hey, these D's and I's, they, they're not looking for perfection. They're not like sharpshooting or like you're sharpshooting yourself. Yeah. Like understand that, like, this is, this is a place where you're presenting like if you're depending on like the the temperature of the room but like you're presenting into um a a various like a a variety of of viewpoints and 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 play with that right because sometimes they'll say something and it'll like sometimes we say things that don't go over well right they don't go as intended no one's you know sometimes someone's gonna do that and it's gonna like flop real bad (laughs) so like hey we're just we're trying like any kind of personal interaction like nothing is terminal right nothing's fatal uh we can have like a bad interaction and we can pull ourselves back from it as long as we're not trying to be illegal immoral or unethical like there's just there's just a uh, would you say that's that's fair
1: yes absolutely and you know like like we said we can just kind of tiptoe into it if you never speak in meetings even if you're just like, yeah, I agree. Like that's (laughs) one little step closer to you, you know, speaking your part. Um, On the flip side too, if you are a D or an I style and you know that you usually kind of talk the whole time during meetings or you're only giving your ideas, maybe step back and be like, Hey, um, Sarah hasn't said very much. (laughs) Sarah, what do you think about this topic? Or what are are your thoughts on that? Um, It's not only, I mean, it's on all of us to make sure that um, everybody's getting included and the best ideas are coming to the table. Uh, It's not just about
0: who's loudest or who's first. No, that makes a ton of sense. Um, Do you see this? Do you see this translating? So, when I, when like when you talk about facilitation and coaching and whatever, I imagine like in my head, right out of the gate, I picture like beige conference room, boring looking table, PowerPoint, all the things. Like, does this, does this, like, how valuable is this in a, like, in a startup, right? In the startup world, right? Where it's like either you, or like you and your family, or like you and your buddy. Um, what's What's the value in doing an assessment and like getting, kind of like putting your house in order before you build it?
1: Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like Pandora's box. Like once you open it, you can't put it back. Like once you know this stuff, you can't put it back. It, it doesn't go away. And so thinking about, you know what someone else's style might be or understanding what someone else's style is it gives you like this like whole book of information essentially like about them and how they want to be treated and how they might feel about certain things or how they like to communicate um and then you can use that whether it's your best friend or your your spouse or you know your your partner that you're starting a business with, just understanding people better, um, it it changes the game. And, you know, something to think about too, is it's not, this isn't just like, you know, this business gimmick or like this, you know, something that's trendy now. So we're gonna hop on board or we're gonna talk about our styles. or it's really the heart of it is getting down to, being seen and belonging. And whether it's a family, whether it's at work, whether it's at school or you're volunteering, wherever it is, like, that's what people want. They want to be seen. They want people to understand them and to know them and they want to feel like they belong. So when you find out, you know, more about somebody, you're, you're seeing them. And when you're showing that you care about those pieces of them, you care about, their style or their way of thinking of things. You can show them that you appreciate their different um, viewpoints or their personality. Like that helps them to feel like they belong. Um, and that's really what we all want. We want to be seen and we want to belong. Um, and so that's where it's like, oh, these soft skills, it's touchy feely, whatever. But like, yeah, we're human. <laughs> we are full human beings. We are not robots we want to have some of those soft things in our lives we want to feel um so it you know it plays out in in all areas of our lives not just work is that so
0: so with so with that right that ongoing relationship right because you don't want to go into a whatever half-day presentation about this you take the assessment you do all the things right and then you're just like okay well i know that cool i got you can put up like a colorful thing on your cubicle or whatever like there's there's like an integration like you now that you know you can't unknow right so like you have to you have to like it takes a minute for that to like seep into your entire being and like change the way that you show up and then like the way that you should like it takes you can have awareness but like there needs to be some integration involved in that because otherwise you just because like I know a lot of things and I've forgotten a lot of things yeah. <laughs> you know so like cool I have like I have this awareness but really it's it's the awareness tied in with like the integration so like having an ongoing relationship with a company or like a c-suite or like a a, a group of founders um or like a, a venture capitalist like collective right or just like a collective of that exists anywhere it's that like just just from who i know you to be right and what we've talked about just like it's it's not the knowledge it's the relationship right it's not what it's not what i can do is the relationship that we have is that fair to say that like that's that's your that like that's what sets you apart, right? That's what sets you apart, just Laura as a human being, right? As I know you to be, but that's also like what tribe is is like you're going to, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of knowledge, right? You're gonna, we're gonna tell you what that means, but then also like look, this is an into, like this is a process that it's gonna take reps, it's gonna take integration. You're gonna mess it up, and that's okay. That's part of that's part of the bit. Uh, it's no one like learns something and then is perfect at it for the rest of their lives. Is that, is that in the the direction that you're moving in towards? Is that like, that's the kind of thing that like sets your, like sets, like sets your world on fire?
1: Yeah. I mean, I got into this and I work with tribe because I care about making work better. I want people to go to work and not just feel like a robot, not just feel like a cog in the system, right? Want them to feel like an individual who is um, supported and respected and uh, celebrated in their work. Because all of us have these amazing things that we bring to the table, whether it's our personalities, our experience, or it's it's our skills. Um, All of those pieces make up who we are. It's not just you know, a technical skill that we have. It's who we are as a human being uh, that is that needs to be valued. Um, <clears throat> and I know that work can be a great place to be. And I also know that work can be a crappy place to be. Um, so pushing people more towards the the great place because you know, most of us spend 40 plus hours a week at work and with the people that we work with. And if we can feel like we are seen and we belong there, we're going to feel so much better about what we do. And at some point, the actual, you know, the tasks that we do at work don't matter nearly as much as those relationships that we have there, how we feel about our work. Do we feel accomplished? Do we feel like we've been successful? Do we feel valued? Do we feel respected? Uh, Do we feel supported and encouraged and celebrated and all of those things? Um, And so much of that really comes back to that relationship, right? It's not about, do I know how to get this one thing to do this other thing? We can train all of those things, but it's figuring out how to support each other, how to be better in those relationships, how to make people feel seen and they belong
0: oh that's um i don't know it that's so when you first started talking about this i i'll be honest i um i kind of i'm like okay well this is it's like myers briggs it's and it, like it's just it's 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 the next thing right and i've I feel a whole lot better about the fact that I'm just more, edu- like, I'm just more educated that it's not the tool. It's, it's like the, that's the entry point, yep. right? Like it's, it's the conversations that you have because now you're gonna, you're basically like creating, like you're creating common language. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and like with any common language, then every, every piece of communication just seems to, to be a lot freer. It seems to flow a lot easier and like that's ultimately so like creating a a common language at work creating a common language at home creating a common language at like like going to the butcher shop right you know just like creating a common language with um with the people the normal people that you see like often right it could be a five minute conversation with like the barista but if you know like if you know if, you, if you're having awareness and you're, you're self aware, right, you can have interactions, or I can have interactions with like people in a way more like more authentic, right? So not like manipulation, but like in a genuine, like, oh, I see this barista, whatever, 10 times a month. And it's just like they walk in and I was like, oh man, good to see you. And that you just have those like moments of feeling like feeling super good. So I can, I can absolutely see how like, how doing this kind of development can like it's transferable right through everything, but then it like creates this fulfilling life. Like you put enough, I don't know. I kind of, I always think of like Zelda, right. When you're like walking around this video game and you're just putting stuff into your pockets, you know, you're just like, I got this magic ruble, and I got this medicine thing and I got this, whatever. It's just like, we just become like a more useful community member i guess for like to make it utilitarian it's just like and it's it's oftentimes things that um people don't i imagine people don't have words why they feel the way like why they feel good like when this person's around but like that you just do like oh man yeah i was just uh i don't know every time i see laura i just like have I just have a good feeling i just kind of feel and and no one's really like up here for sure no one's gonna admit like i really feel seen like, right. <laughs> or it really makes me feel heard, you know, but it's like this is warm like honey feeling. Where you're just like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Nah, I'm I'm always down to I'm down to get together. No, this is fun. So uh so with that, uh we're coming up on time, but I'm like I'm super glad that uh that the conversation went in this direction. Um I wasn't, like we said, at the beginning of this thing, uh, as will future episodes. Um b is like hey we're just going to kind of wing it because it's it's more about the conversation than it is uh haven't like having a full-on like uh agenda and i don't think either of us are c is not that c's are bad <laughs> but we don't need to have like all of the like the entire run of show we're ready to just go yeah right just see what so, happens <laughs> so uh so how are now that you're like the the train, the everything about disc, like, how have you, what, like, what's one, what is one, um, unexpected awesome thing, like awesome takeaway from, and it doesn't have to be work-related It whatever, how, like, what's one awesome thing about having this knowledge and then being able to, um, to like put it to use?
1: I think, you know, for me personally, it's, given me more confidence in what I'm doing and who I am um and that's really helpful to have and and just a better understanding of um how I could do things better how I could think about other people more um in what I'm doing and it's it's kind of like having it's kind of like having a cheat code in a way of like Oh, it's like, or taking a test open book, like, oh, I have all this information that I can use now. I don't have to just wing it or guess it's, I have what I need to, um, to be better.
0: Oh, that's, that's good. That if, if nothing else, like getting a cheat code, that's like, that's gotta, that that's gotta be uh, super appealing to most of our audience. So, um, if anybody is interested, if you're a founder, if you're a big company, if you're HR, like who, who is the audience that you would want to like get in touch with you? If someone listens to this and they're like, man, I wish, I wish I could, I wish I could incorporate this. I have a little bit of power in like where I'm at, like, who do you want to come see you and how do they do that?
1: Yeah. If you are building a team or have a team already, like that's who we really want to talk to. We want to help you build that team, build trust, build those relationships um, and be more productive. I mean, honestly, so you can reach out to me. Um, You can find us on our website or on Facebook, uh, triveculture.com or Facebook at Tribe Culture.
0: Awesome. Solid. Uh, if anybody out there has uh, questions or comments that we can address in our next uh, office visits with Laura and I, please send them to 9-4-Coaching uh, on Gmail. Just direct message us. Uh, we'll probably put some polls out. What do you want to hear from us? Doesn't have to be work-related. Um, we've got, uh, we can talk outdoors. We can talk uh, like all kinds of things. We can talk about like getting involved in local politics, um, how to build a community all of those things. So Laura, I appreciate your time and uh, we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks so much, Sarah.